Welcome back to Starving Artist. Uh, my name is LJ Jones, and uh, yo, I got a I got an amazing episode lined up today with my with my brother, my my my, my good friend, um, Mr. Nappy Dress himself, uh, or, or he used to be. Uh, what's good, Jonah? What's up, LJ? Yeah, you know I had to slice them things, so I'm formally Mr. Nappy Dress. Now I'm just Nappy Beard, but you know <laughs> that don't have the same <laughs> ring to it, though. Uh, not at all. Not at all. No. Let me tell you, man, when you went live, um, you were in the sauna the second chance. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the dreads gone. I was like, I, I think I put in the chat, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I was so, I was blown away. I was like, who is this? Hey, man. Hey, when you wake up and get the urge to do something, you got to do it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I mean, look, when I met you, you had the short dreads. You had the real short dreads. That was the, that was, um, that was, how was that? How long ago was that? Five years ago? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, about five or six. See, man, it, now, see, now I gotta get, I'm still not used to it. Like, something seems off. Like, something's missing. Yeah, I ain't used to it either, man, but, you know. <laughs> like Your head cold? Your head cold? It was last night, man. I had a little cold front slide through last night out of nowhere. And uh, <laughs> I was standing outside, you know, smoking me a nice fat blunt. And, uh, man, it was cold, man. It was cold. My head was freezing, man. I got a little got a little chill bumps and everything. I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> got to get used to All that. All right, man. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you for hopping on the podcast, bro. I appreciate that. Mm. Um. The the thing I, I love to start these out with, just, uh, you know, in case the audience doesn't know who you are, um, you know, bring them into to your life a little bit. Uh, let the people know where you're from and uh, what that moment was uh, when you realized, you know, I want to I wanna rap for the rest of my life. Yeah, so, man, I'm, I'm down here in Tampa, Florida, man, and uh, born and raised, moved around a little bit, but uh, born and raised here in Tampa. Um, I was eight years old when I first got my introduction to hip hop. Uh, it was the song, uh, it was Warren G and Nate Dogg, Regulator. There you go. That was my, that was my introduction to hip hop. And uh, it became like my favorite song. And I was like, oh shit, this is fire. And I started listening to more. And my cousin Keith, he put me on uh, to freestyling. So we used to take on, I'm, I'm showing my age a little bit, but we used to have the black boom boxes you can record over uh, tape. And uh, my aunt used to have the Michael Jackson tapes and stuff like that. I, you know, we was, we, we, we were a little disrespectful. We recorded over the Michael Jackson tapes, man, freestyling and stuff. Over and the king, over. man, how dare you? Yo, man, she was pissed. She was heated. She was heated. <laughs> But uh, you know that was that was my first start at hip hop and uh, just freestyling and it turned into battle rap and then it turned into poetry and it turned it just evolved to all around skill set that I've been trying to perfect for the rest of my life. The art form itself, I fell in love with. Um, the sounds I fell in love with. The studio I fell in love with. That helped me transition to other things in entertainment like acting, um, which I got into off of a. Uh, starting uh, doing stage plays and um, I did too. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not too bad at this. This is it's pretty cool, you know, just to see that re the reaction from the crowd in real time, you know, kind of let you know if you're doing a good job or not. 
And, and that's uh, the same thing with performing live too. It's just the the audience participation, the excitement. Um, it, it really heightens your energy. Absolutely, and I and I think that those stage performances, uh, rapping and and doing my thing, kind of helped prepare me for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was able to perform and, and you know uh, speak with my body and and, and do things like that. That kind of uh, resonated with the crowd. Absolutely. So you 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 ended up um, you ended up going into the army. Thank you for your service, brother. Um, what was that? Uh, what was that decision like? To to so I mean, you were still doing music when you went into the army. So what? How how did you come to that decision? Like you know, let me let me slide back from the music for a little bit and and join the army, serve our serve the country. Um, what was that decision like? And 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 how involved in music were you? while you were in the army yeah well it started out like this man like right before i joined the military man like my city was on fire with some you know with like petty beefs you know and the crazy thing about it is it was amongst the christian community and uh yeah which was mind-blowing low-key if you think about it so you know i wanted to get away from all of that on top of the fact that i had just got out of a bad relationship as well so i wanted to get away from her uh you know what i'm saying lord be with her but uh, <laughs> I decided to just join the military and just leave the state. Like, yo, I can't. It's too much negativity. I got to leave the state. And uh, that's, that's what I did, man. Uh, you know, had a more disciplined lifestyle, had more structure. And um, when I was in there, when I first got to my first duty station, I, uh, I met a couple guys. Shout out to Chaco, man. Shout out to my boy Lano. Shout out to uh, 4J Stimson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all the boys that I met from around the country that was just dope artists who, yeah. you know, for, you know, one reason or another joined the military and we just so happened to meet at this point in our lives. And, man, and we kind of sharpened each other up some more, kind of raised each other up like, hey, man, there's more to it, man. We can, we can, we can make a run. And, uh, you know, I still mess with these guys to this day, man, on the production side. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh things like that, man, business-wise. And uh, to me, it was like a stepping stone. It was an opportunity for me to get out of the comfort zone of what I've known in Tampa and to step on a different stage. Because I'm out there in California. I'm performing on Sunset Strip, you know what I'm saying, at the Key Club and, and places like The Rock, you know, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm in front of a whole nother crowd than I was used to, you know. I had to learn how to... Uh, how to relate to uh, uh, different people doing different music, stepping outside of the church, you know, stuff like that. So it was fun for me. It was it was a whole lot of fun for me, man, to kind of make some music to make people move that I never met, that I didn't that I didn't fully understand and stuff like that. So it was a great learning experience, and I I feel like that propelled my artistry to a whole nother level, man. For sure, yeah, man, and. And, you know, let me just, like I already said it, but let me just say it for, for everybody in the audience to thank you for your service. You know, we love you for that. Um, so when you, when you got out of the, out of the army, you stayed in LA for a while, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So, so when you were staying in LA, what, what was your, your day to day like? Were you, were you, were you pursuing music? Did you get a day job? Uh, what, what, what were you, what were you up to? Well, I was in school. I was in yeah. school. Uh, for music production, uh, the military was paying me to go to school, so I didn't have to work. <laughs> so what I did do 
was I took that time to be in the studio all day, every day. I also partied all day, every day. It was it was a it was a crazy balance I had going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know that party atmosphere, that live, you know, uh, energy was kind of helping the music too. So it was like it was like a trade off. Like, hey, I'm gonna turn up and I'm gonna make a song about this turn up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. it worked out like that, man. I really started to get some traction. Um, uh, the numbers and, you know, squad grew. Uh, following grew. Met a guy who uh, found my music on the internet. Uh, he had, uh, he used to actually had a, he had a connection to G on it and he began to manage me. And, uh, you know, he took me around Kelly and we started doing our thing, man. It was, it was a, it was a pretty good experience, man, just to do it, you know, in the real way. You know, you come mm -hmm. from the local scene to actually doing it, you know, worrying about business and constantly creating and, and, and strategizing, you know, how to get this shit out there. It's like a whole nother, you know, it's a whole nother feeling. So it was good to do all of that and, and just experience that for the first time. From my, my own personal experience of living in L.A. on and off, um, there's just something about, LA. It's just maybe yeah. just because so many creative people there, but it just kind of fuels that that creativity and it fuels that um, desire and motivation to just make stuff happen. Um, let me tell you. Just, let me tell you what was cool about it. Let me tell you yeah. what was cool about it, bro. Uh, I was in Cali around the time Kendrick Lamar was just bubbling. Okay. I was around. The, I was in Cali around the time where Nipsey was just bubbling, bro. It was so much energy. Around that time, like you didn't have no choice but to like absorb some of that. Like I felt like everything that was going on with the different movements out there was really uh was really uh contributing to me uh becoming a better artist myself. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely even though you're from Tampa, you listen to your music now, there's still a little bit of West Coast flavor in there. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I was over yeah. there in to you know, in totality, I was over there five years, so you know, I, I adopted some of the sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not much of the lingo, man. I tried to keep my roots, but uh, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did adopt some of the sounds, man. I did. So when you came back to back to Tampa, um, actually, probably how we met was you were involved in in CHH, uh, which is yeah. Christian hip hop. Um, yeah. So what? So coming from LA, where you were doing kind of doing the 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 club scene, club route. Um, coming down back to here and, and getting involved in Christian rap. Um, yeah. That's an interesting dichotomy. Um, yeah. So, so, so what was that? What was your mindset uh, in kind of switching over to maybe clean your music up or, uh, you know, have a certain mission behind it? Yeah. So I'm a sucker, right? I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I came back from Cali. And I saw some of the old homies that I was cool with kind of being overlooked. Um, to me, in my opinion, great artists, you know, so much to say, so much to uh, give. And nobody was given opportunities. You know what I'm saying? It was really the crowd in the bell mentality. Um, you know, and it it wasn't that big beef that was happening when I first left. Now it was something different. Now it was, it was, it was a little more something a little more covert going on. Um, just people wasn't rocking with each other. Uh, 
and I and I felt like the underdog should have a, a place to say something or, or a way to say something. So right. um I started really wrong entertainment, man, and I and I, I went and gathered up all the pe- all the outcasts, the misfits, all the people that, you know, most didn't believe in or, or left for dead. And we started to bang on pots and pans, make some noise. And me, for my music, personally, I didn't have to change too much, man, because I always just told my story. Everything that I was doing in real life, it turned into a song. So it wasn't much of a change. With me getting back involved with CHH, all it was was just rapping my lifestyle, man, and uh, taking out a few uh, uh, expletives. But, um, <laughs> that you know, that's all that was, man. And... I mean everything that I say when it comes to music, you know, I want to be impactful no matter what side of the fence, you know, I may stand on. I want, I want to drop a message. I want to drop a jewel. I want to, you know, talk about my failures. So somebody who's coming up don't have to fail in that way that I did or, or, you know, hurt themselves the way I did. So it was a no brainer to me to switch up a little bit and also help out the homies at the same time. Right. So, um, see what I was thinking, man, is like, like, like you're, you're like my real life boy. Like we're, we're friends. So, um, I, I, I'm aware of, you know, different things that, that maybe the public eye don't see. Um, one of those things being, um, there was a, there was definitely a transition and, and not only your music, but kind of all of our music, you, Second Chance, uh, you know, Israel, me, um, where we were gonna be ourselves and not try to water anything down, um, yeah. and and so you know you have these these outside people who are CHH or nothing, um, that type of mentality. They're questioning not only our motives, um, but maybe they're 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 also questioning our hearts. I know I've I've been told that people you know they they don't think I'm a Christian anymore. Um, because my music might have some some expletives, or you know, I've heard the same thing said about you or Chance or Israel. And um, the, to me, to this day, it's still crazy because I could say, for all of us, especially for the three of you guys, um, that you guys seem to me, after all these years of knowing you guys, you guys are impacting more people now than you were five years ago. Absolutely, and 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 so so break that down. Break 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 down. You know what 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 are you doing in the, in these people's lives? Because the audience has grew. It's 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 grown exponentially, and it's 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 just obvious. It's clear. You know, you, you go live on Facebook. You got so many people there, and and it's and it's these and it's the same people. Like they yeah. love you. They love Chance. They love Israel. Like they're paying yeah. attention to everything you guys do. So how does it feel to make that impact? And, and, and do you, do you see what impact you're making? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, when I was doing CHH, first of all, when I first came back, I, that was my first time hearing the CHH, right? Yeah. I, I didn't even know it. The shit got a name. I remember mm-hmm. people used to fight, you know, mm-hmm. to not name it. And then all of a sudden it was tonight a fight to hold on to this name. Shit was mind boggling to me. Like I, I don't like to get into it. Um, but I do feel like it's people who love CHH more than they love God. Um, All facts. Yes. They like their genre more than they like to do um, the work of God. So for me, um, 
I didn't I didn't ever care what anybody thought about me. I still don't to this day, man. Look, I'm ashy right now, bro. I'm ashy. My <laughs> my beard's nappy. I, I'm the embodiment of I don't give a fuck. But the thing is, as I don't give a fuck about these things that I don't deem to matter, I care about the things that do matter. That's people. Yeah. That's people. That's lives. You know what I'm saying? That's that's real life. Fuck the material stuff. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. this click. Fuck that click. CHH and beyond. Fuck all that shit. What about the people? So since I care about the people, man, and I know that the people that I was around and that I'm around now care about people, it was only right that we just shared all that exterior stuff and the things that we thought mattered, we were taught that mattered, and just be truly us, right? And so as we went forth to being us, it really just, people gravitated towards that truth. It was authentic. You know, it wasn't forced. It wasn't no uh, cliche-filled message that was going to end up with asking for money at the end. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm -hmm. nothing like that. It wasn't trying to sway people to yeah. get on our, you know, to get on our following just for our self-gain. It was really caring about people. And so to this day, you know, I get, you know, I get messages from fans who started out just liking the music or loving the energy from a stage show, uh, getting, giving, sending me messages uh, of their kids' report cards and seeing how the kid, how the kids look up to us, and, and they want to, you know, they want to make sure they're doing the right thing and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like uh, some some of the fans uh, sickly, you know, with like, uh, you know, certain diseases, you know. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce pronounce uh, endometriosis or something like that. Like, you know, when your body hurts, you know, randomly and stuff like that and stuff like that. Like, they still hit us up for prayer. You know, the yeah. same dude smoking weed, cussing in his raps, but caring about people. Yeah. Yeah. is the one that they come to. They come to the one who care about it. They don't care about the other stuff, man. They want to know who cares about them, who's actually listening, and um, who's not you know, judging them, and who's not judging them. Because who am I to judge, man? I live the hell of a life, bro. Who am I to judge anybody, man? I want to know where you going, how you first of all, how you got here, and then where you want to go, and if there's anything I can do to help you get there. That's all. That's a, I don't want nothing from nobody. You know what I'm saying? And I think people realize that. And that's how we make more impact now than we've ever done the other way. And just like just as your boy, man, like I couldn't be happier for you guys. Like to see the I mean the three of you tour all the time, you know, obviously not during this coronavirus thing. But yeah, um, man. that's just it's taking the money from you. But uh no, I mean, <laughs> you guys you guys tour all the time, the audience engagement is just next level. Um, and, 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 you know, everything you just said, man, I, I, I couldn't vouch for it anymore, uh, than seeing the, like, all right, the one thing I, I, I love, I, I love the older people that love, love our music, love your music is, is, is rest, in peace, crazy, right? rest in peace to Ruth Ann. Yeah. Um, beautiful soul, amazing woman. How old was she? Old as fuck. <laughs> she used to show look when we when we'll talk about it in a little bit we did a real and raw show um at a, at a local bar uh and, and and ruthann was chilling in the front in her wheelchair and and she was 
vibing. It was amazing. And and it's just it it just goes to show, man, that doesn't matter your situation, doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter, you know, anything. People can relate to the music. It don't matter age, race, or nothing, bro. We've done uh, shows on um, uh, Native American reserves, bro. Like, yeah. everybody loves, you know, what's going on, the movement. The, you know, it's it's so much love in the movement that I think people just fuck with that in a real way. And yeah. it don't even matter the genre of music because we're doing all genres. We're giving oh, them yeah. all genres. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Every flavor. Yeah. So I don't even think that matters as much as the just the love that's exuded from the from the movement itself. Yeah, I I forget who it was, but somebody had um, mentioned to me. I don't think they had realized how much I rock with you guys, uh, but they they had mentioned you and Chance by name, and and said um, how come like they were they were they were they were they were trash talking. Is that how come their fan base? How come their fan base is um, so filled with and and I'm not saying this in a derogative way. I'm saying what they said. How come their fan base is filled with a lot of junkies? And and it just goes to show the ignorance of of you know the music. Like when you guys were early on tour, like all the all the outreach centers, all the like the amount of of work that you put into to help these these um, people stay clean, get clean, and stay clean. Um, yeah. It just shows ignorance, and and I love to to let people know and put them in their place. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what 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 was that experience like working with with with, with people trying to get clean? Uh, you know, it that's something that's always been kind of like on our heart in a real way. Even back when we were doing CHH, like we were going in at least to going to the jails. We used to go to the jails, man, women's prisons, men's prisons, juvenile detention centers, uh, halfway houses. It didn't, it didn't matter. Uh, on Main Street, you know, in Tampa, before they started to clean shit up now. But it was a, it was a, it was a hole for, like, homeless and, 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 you know, drug addicts. And, you know, I'm from that area. You know, so I'm from right around the corner of the projects. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was a no-brainer for me to get on the street and do our thing, set up a mic and do, what I, do whatever we do. We've we done these things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So getting in front of the people um, like those, like my stepfather was, you know, growing up, he was on crack. You know what I'm saying? I, I've, we've, you know, things went missing out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that shit ain't foreign to me. These people aren't aliens. You know what I'm saying? These people yeah. aren't from another planet. They aren't, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're regular people who going through some shit. And everybody yeah. got a different reason, you know what I'm saying? And since I know this, and I know I live the real life, and a lot of these people have it, man. They grew up in the church, you know, they heard it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you do this, you end up like that, which ain't the case. You know what I'm saying? You don't tithe, you end up like this, which ain't the case. You, you know, such and such, you know what I'm saying? And they see other people and they say, oh, they must got hella sin in their life. They going through this, all oh, this shit, you on drugs, you must be less than. And it, and that's how you never reach the people who really need to be reached. So we just had a, always had a different mindset of like these people need love. Yeah. These people need love, and they fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? They fuck yeah. with that in a real way. I did a song with uh, with, with Israel for um, his album, and I end my verse saying, you know, "We're addressing um, the 
issues within the church and within CHH and stuff like that. And my last two bars are, you can keep your four walls in hypocrisy. My mission is the streets. I got a lot to see. And, and, and I mean, I think that just sums it up. That, Real that really just kind of sums up the mission. Um, so, I mean, let, let, let's venture into the acting. Let's venture into the acting. So you had mentioned that you had done uh, some stage plays. So what was your first, uh, what was your sta- first stage play? And, 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 and how, how was it kind of adjusting to memorizing lines, to, to staying in character on stage when you got a, an audience? What, what was all that like for you? So it was kind of funny. I had just uh, just gotten divorced, and uh, I was in a play called Oh My God, I Can't Breathe. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to play a husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just getting out of a marriage. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be able to pull this off, but I did, and... It was a comedy involved. I think that helped it to make it, you know, an easier transition. Uh, because when you're on the stage performing, you got to keep a crowd engaged for however long you're on that stage, right? So we're coming to the stage play, um, and it's scripted. Sometimes, you know, the director give you a little freedom to, you know, give you some wiggle room to, you know, to be you. We kind of ad lib a little bit. And uh, when I did it, it, it comes, it came off natural, and uh, they took hold to it, and it kind of gave me confidence you know, to keep going, you know? So I was like, all right, hey, man, this is kind of cool. They they rocking with it. You know what? I'm going to do another, you know? And uh, that's that's really kind of how I fell in love with it, man. I kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, you know, shout out to Siobhan Graham, man. She thought I would be great. Um, and uh, it turned out that I was actually pretty decent, you know what I'm saying? So thank her for, you know, believing in my, you know, my skill set. And I, I think it goes without saying that, I believe that you have a uh, a very uh, very talented acting future ahead of you. Because um, if I didn't think that, I wouldn't have put you in my movie. Uh, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Real talk. <laughs> so, um, so, so from from the music to the stage to the screen, um, you you were you were a co lead in my in my film, A Dream. Um, essentially, you played yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, gave you know, and and that was I I really wanted to let you have your name in the movie because when people see the movie, I want them to look you up and and get your music and gravitate to all that. Right. Um, so what was that experience like for you? Because that was your first time on a film set. You've obviously done music videos and stuff like that, but um, right. what, what what was your experience like getting this? Well, you didn't read the script, but <laughs> uh, getting on the set and all that. Yeah, shoot, man. Let me start there. That was different for me. Like, um, um I'm sorry, I got a text message just now. It's kind of uh, one of them messages that you'd be like, "Why did you ask me that?" But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I started off. I got the script, and I read my parts right, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> I didn't read or finish the script until after the first day of shooting. I said, all right, I bet I want to see what this is about. <laughs> I'm in it. I might want to see what this is about. Yeah. Uh, but that, <laughs> that first day, yeah. that first day, I got to get around some of the other actors and I got to see them perform 
And that was what really like kind of got into me. I was like, whoa, you know, these, these young, uh, young men and women, older men and women, uh, <laughs> was like really in their bag. You know what I'm saying? Like they really, I was like, yo, they're really taking this shit seriously, man. Like, you know, I can't just get up here and freestyle. You know, like I say, if you, the root of all my entertainment experience starts at freestyling. So yeah. it's comfortable to me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, I can't freestyle this, man. And, uh, you know, it was just a real good experience to get around other people who really take that crowd seriously, man. And, and, uh, wanted to make something. And the script is so relatable that playing myself only makes sense because it, it kind of tells the story of any young entrepreneur, entertainer, or anybody just trying to get it in this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It kind of tells the, their, their struggle, you know, and I can relate to that in a real way. So, you know, I, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity, man, to just really be a part of it, man. I really do. Absolutely. It was dope. Yeah, that, 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 your first day on set, um, to me, it was probably the best day on set. I, it was the day, it was a challenging day. It was a 16, 17 hour day. Um, it's a long day like we that. had, we, we had shot um, at a different location earlier in the morning, and then we went to the restaurant for, most of the day and um a lot because you know i wrote the script to to fit um a small amount of locations uh because of such a micro budget um and and so a lot of it took place in this in this restaurant and um honestly i i don't think i had any more fun than i did being on, on 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 screen with you and cody you and Cody, uh, working with you guys. I, yeah, I've worked with Cody uh, on the acting tip since we're 15. Um, yeah. Since I was, he's a couple of years older than me, since I'm 15. And uh, just, you know, adding you to that, it was like another a perfect piece to the puzzle. I think the three of us worked really well together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I remember you, he had you dying. Man, that dude was hilarious, bro. That dude was hilarious, <laughs> man. Like, that put me at ease. At first, I was like, oh, shit, serious. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's dope. I'm comfortable well, now. You got, you got there when we were still, we were filming a fairly serious scene. Um, yeah. And then we went to the comedic right after with you. Um, he, he, I mean, look, I, I got to have him on here. He's, he's, he's a beast. Um, yeah, but, so... And another, honestly, I think most of my favorite moments from that set involved you, like going to the studio and recording your, your or filming um, your character, being in the studio for the first time. Um, that was hilarious. And hey, and you did freestyle a little bit there, not not rapping. You freestyled a line in there that had me dying. <laughs> Absolutely, like just like still when I watch the movie today, like that I I, I laugh out loud because you know uh, like uh, the pro rec. Like that, just I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, that was a, that was a really dope scene, man. That was a really yeah. dope scene. And that, and you know, so I, I just I was reading something yesterday on on Facebook. Somebody was um was clowning uh, Adam Sandler for having the same people in each movie. Now, Yo. I, I I look wow. at it, I look at it the exact opposite. He has his people, and he keeps putting them on. Yeah. yeah. If you have a platform, and that's why so many of my friends were in the movie. Yeah. 
Like, that's why you were in the movie. That's why Cody was in the movie. That's why Farnham was in the movie. Um, You know, Farnham had that one scene, but I I called him up kind of last minute and said, hey, I need you. And he's like, I'll be there. And that's all it was. So I I, I say this, and and, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Any time I ever have a platform, um, I I just want to bring my people along. I want to give them opportunities to shine. Um, and, And that's how I think, that's how I think life should be. Really, man, I, that's how I've been operating my whole life, man. It hasn't been the most fruitful as of yet, <laughs> but, but I know at the end of the day, man, that genuine love that you show to others and that genuine love, you know, just putting the fam on, the team on, uh, that kind of stuff kind of, it makes its way back into your life, man. I'll, you know, maybe that sounds like some karma or something like that, but I do believe that, you know, you you, you get a return on stuff like that. And uh, when it comes from the heart like that, man, uh, it, it propels other people. It's something about that that's satisfying. I, I don't know if it's just me or not, but it's something about seeing people succeed and knowing that you had your hand in it or knowing that, you know, it could have went the opposite way. Yep. Like, just to see them, you know, do what they got to do, the, the shit is amazing, man. I look at people like LeBron James, man. He put his, 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 all his boys on. And, you know, they, they became a conglomerate, man. They, they out here killing the game um, on yeah. the business end. And to me, that's inspiring. Like, I, you know, it gives me hope that, you know, people with that same mindset like myself, like you and others, uh, that we can really do something out here, you know what I'm saying, with the, yeah. with the people that we rock with. And it's nothing wrong with that. I always had a dislike for click hoppers and clout mm. chasers and, People like that, you know, who only uh, love you when they need you. Shout out to my boy Israel. Um, yeah. People like that, man, I just can't fuck with, man. And uh, they can meet me in any ring for charity boxing, man. Let's do this for the kids. <laughs> um, man, let, let, let's go to the to the trailer, the trailer premiere. Um, we did a trailer premiere for, for a dream uh, at the Gatsby in Newport Ritchie. And uh, I just want to shout them out just because they were, they, you know, so they were essential in, in helping us make that event what it was. Um, and that was just, I was so nervous, bro. I can't even lie to you, man. I, I was beyond nervous because this was the first time anybody was going to see any of the, any, any of the footage. Um, so we, we premiered the trailer there. And I've told you this, but we premiered the trailer. And then, and as it, as it was done, the first person I, I talked to was you. Um, you dapped me up and you, you said, uh, you said that was fucking amazing. I'm so proud of you. And and I look, I shed a thug tear, dog. I'm not. I shed a thug tear that in that moment. Like I was just happy, like you know what I mean. Like I had, I like you know, because I I look up to you, right? So so to to hear you say, you know, you were proud and you were excited about um, what you saw. Uh, that I didn't care what anybody else said, honestly. Um, and and that was just a good moment. Um, not only for myself, but I think for the entire cast that was there. Um, so, so what, what was going through your mind as you were watching the trailer for the first time? Cause that was the first amount of footage you even saw. So there's nothing like, you know, the birth of your, your first child, right? It's nothing like that, nothing comparable. And I don't mean to try to compare it, but mm-hmm. seeing that trailer was like, I, I, I kind of felt, you know, the path to get there, you know what I mean? All of the hard work, the long nights, um, the meticulous planning, uh, you know, gathering every, you know, the right personnel to make it happen. All of everything, every struggle 
that had to do with making this come to life. I felt it in that moment and watching that trailer was somewhat of a release. And yeah. I, and I kind of, I can kind of feel your joy. I can kind of feel your joy. So, yeah. you know, man, I, you know, I wanted to let you know exactly what I felt at that moment. And at that moment I was like, man, I'm fucking proud of LJ. I can't believe he did this shit. And I looked around and I saw everybody and I'm just like, he did this shit. He did yeah. this shit. I got to tell him. <laughs> and I'm glad you did, bro. Like that, I mean, that's, it's, it's, you, there are certain moments in, in people's lives that I, I think that you'll never forget. And that was one of those moments, just that night in general, but it's, you know, especially talking to you about the movie or about the trailer after, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's a moment that I'll forget. Um, yeah, me neither, man. And, me neither. Uh, that was the you know it was, it was a good night. I'm proud of what we all accomplished um, with that movie. And uh, I mean, you already know. I already told you. I, I got a role for you in the next one. Uh, we're 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 shooting this summer, so <clears throat> there's a little not an announcement, but you already know. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's 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 venture to real and raw. Um, do you care to to talk about uh, the negative experience that we encountered this last year? Uh, you know, I asked because someone, uh, I asked I asked because you know a lot of a lot of um aspiring actors, rappers, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. look, you'll you, there's highs and lows, and um, when you experience something that we experience, um, mm -hmm. it's easy to just say fuck, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and none of us did that, so that's why I ask if you're cool with talking about it. Yeah, man, I, I don't have a problem at all, man. One thing that I realized that uh, this life, you know, I always say this, man, you you learn into death. You learn into the day that you die. Your capacity for learning is never done. Um, it's ever expanding. And uh, when it comes to, you know, the entertainment business, man, it's not as easy. It's not as fun as people might, you know, think it is just looking on from the outside, looking in. Right. And uh, when you're making business moves and when you're trying to, like, really make a run at doing something great, um, it's always going to be some pushback and some opposition. Now, the opposition that we got, we didn't expect because it came from in-house. You know what I'm saying? Right. It came from in-house. You know, after all of this planning, after all of this, you know, uh, making things happen and, and, and putting money forth, uh, towards stuff, me personally quitting my job and moving forward, uh, sacrificing my family. Um, it really, it really hit in a whole different way when our investor pulled out. Like it hit in a whole different way. Now you go from making strides and, and doing some things, gathering clientele, and and and, and, and you know making maneuvering uh, through business, and then all of a sudden now you got to scramble. Now you got to scramble. Now you got to get to this next point all by hand you know <laughs> and um for me it took you know i was i would get on the road and be gone for two weeks come home and go straight back to work and um you know it took a toll on me uh, i mean i lost my i lost my wife that way um uh it's so many things man that that you know that i had to sacrifice to try to make something happen but that's you know for the people that's young or trying to do something that's to be expected. Maybe not as extreme as my situation because I put my neck out there. I really did. But 
still there's going to be something to be sacrificed. Um, and mostly it's going to be time. Time is, is that's one thing you can expect to sacrifice when you're doing these kind of things. And for me, uh, the label, uh, the merch lines, um, uh, you know, the, the, the videos and the shows and stuff like that, all of that stuff, when you're doing it independently, you have no, no label backing, no investor backing, no endorsements, no nothing. It, it's a total grind that you have to be prepared for mentally. It can, it can really fuck with you in your head, man. If you're not, if you're, if you're not prepared for that, man, and, uh, struggles will come and, uh, it's about how resilient you are because like you said, man, we still haven't stopped, man. There's so many times I wanted to stop. There's so many times that I could have stopped, but it's just every time I try to stop, it's something that pushes me back into it, you know, that I have no control over myself. And it's like, fuck, man. All right, man. All right. One more time, man. One more time. You know, and um, that's when you know that's, that's purpose in my opinion. You know, when, you, when, you, when your hand is forced to be on a certain track, so, you know, if anybody's uh, looking to get into the entertainment side of things, man, just know it ain't sweet. It ain't sweet, man. Yeah. At all. Yeah, so, I mean, look, that to me feels like, I mean, a perfect place to leave it. Um, but let me ask this. Um, for anybody listening, um, you know, knowing knowing all the, all the stuff that you went through and all that, um, what – what advice would you give any aspiring rapper, singer, actor? Like, like, like what, what would you tell them? Know yourself and you can never be lost. Um, know yourself, man. Know yourself. Perfect your craft, number one, before you even try to, you know, bring attention to it. Perfect your craft. Figure out what you're good at, figure out what you're not so good at, and see if you can improve upon it. Um, if you can't, leave it alone. Uh, and just really play to your strengths. Um, I know we all think we got people around us and are in our corners that we can trust, but reevaluate your circle before you go forward. Um, look yourself in the mirror and see if you're prepared to, to, to go on you know, such a journey. Um, make sure your family is a solid base. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they're ready to endure what, what comes next because the shit ain't sweet, man. You don't drop a song and you become famous overnight. Shit don't work like that. Um, you know, just those things, man. Just preparation, preparation, preparation. Perfect. All right, man. Well, thanks again for hopping on, starving artist. Um, I really appreciate you, bro. I think we had a, a had a good talk. So hopefully everybody listening, hopefully they uh, you know, uh picked up some of the jewels and you're gonna listen to your advice, take it and run. Uh so with that being said. Oh, actually, you know what, man? Let me know where to find your music. Yeah, man. You can find first of all, you can find me on all social media platforms at Young One Jonah. That's everywhere. Um, also, Spotify, uh, Title, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, everywhere. Young One Jonah. Uh, you can TikTok find my whole too. catalog. TikTok as well, yes, sir. TikTok as well. Yeah. If y'all on that, go ahead and do a video to reckless, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you got to. All right, man. Thank you again, bro. Uh, to the audience, this has been Starving Artist, and uh, we'll see you next time.